You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. We're talking with Dr. Taysir Suleiman about adhesive systems regarding how to optimize bonding as well as updates and current trends. Dr. Suleiman is the director of the Division of Operative Dentistry and Biomaterials at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. He earned a clinical certificate in operative dentistry and also a PhD in biomaterial sciences. Dr. Suleiman's research interest is related to dental ceramics, composite resin, dental adhesives, color in dentistry, and dental cements. Taysir, it's a pleasure to have you back on Dental Talk. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. So what are your recommendations to optimize bonding both to enamel and dentin? So this is an area where um, still there's a lot of controversy and still there's a lot of questions. I get a lot of questions um, when when speaking with folks and, and, and with clinicians specifically on, um, especially with the introduction of new adhesive systems um, uh, very frequently right now. Um, if you can, I, I try to explain the process of bonding instead of the different generations or systems that we have, I try to um, uh, split it into three phases. We have the demineralization phase, we have the infiltration phase, and then we have the polymerization phase. So whatever system that you are using, if you just understand these three phases and how your system falls within this phase, I think it's going to help you really understand the science or um, of, of how the adhesive process is done. Now, before I get into the um, um, of, of each specific system or generation, it is very important to start off by saying isolation is key to success of any bonding procedure. And so, you know, we've all been taught that and we all try to practice that, but I think it's very, very important to point out that without the proper isolation, whatever I'm going to say is not really going to matter. And so, you know, paying attention to these details is very, very important. It is also very important to understand the material that you are using. Because, you know, as a clinician, I am sure that you're doing a great job in terms of um, following, you know, uh, uh, details or paying attention to details and doing the isolation. But if you don't understand the material that you're using, you cannot extract the best out of that material. And that's one of the things that I have really been trying to do over um, the past few years is just really translate this, uh, the, the research side of things that really clinicians do not um, have time to sit down and understand and try to translate that to them in a language that they can relate to and understand. Um, so again, you know, when it comes to optimizing um, the bonding to enamel and dentin, it's important to understand that we have these three phases of demineralization, infiltration, and polymerization. So the different generations that are out there, there's, you know, we've heard about all the different adhesive systems. The dentists are bombarded with marketing materials on all these different mm -hmm. generations of materials. Tell us a little bit about what we have today and, and you know, what, what you use and what you recommend. So, you know, if we, if we take a look at them into how they're applied, we have um, the three-step etch and rinse, right, and which is, um, loosely known as the uh, the fourth generation, um, and then we have the two-step etch and rinse, where the primer and the um, and um, and the adhesive are combined to one in a separate etch system, and then we have the two-step self-etch system, which is known as the sixth generation, and then finally we have the one-step, the all-in-one adhesives, which which is known as the as the um, seventh generation, and so again going back into the phases, you know, if you're 
let's say you're, you're, you're dealing with um, um, the demineralization process right now. We have phosphoric acid that's used separate in the three-step and the two-step etch and rinse system. Um, keep in mind that the most important bond in adhesive dentistry is the bonding to enamel. Why? It is predictable. Um, it is easy to achieve when the enamel is around. We can determine that the enamel has been etched through change in its appearance. So it's easy for the clinicians to understand um, black and white, right? Um, you can easily determine a chalky appeared appearance of an enamel versus um, a wet one. The problem where it gets really um, confusing to clinicians is bonding to dentin. And even to researchers, it's been very challenging to bond to dentin because of the complex structure, the organic structure of dentin is different than that of enamel. So when you're using the phosphoric acid, you use a 35 to 37% and you apply your phosphoric acid on enamel for no more than 20 seconds. And all of this has been through um, multiple research, the concentration and the time. You get a distinct um, uh, chalkiness of the enamel. And, um, and, and so bonding to it is going to be very predictable. However, when you are using a self-edge system, the pH of the self-etching systems have not, uh, especially talking about the two-step self-etch system that was um, uh, introduced to help facilitate the bonding process, the acidity of the self-etch system is not as good as um, the separate phosphoric acid. Therefore, you will not get the, um, the demineralization of the enamel like we, would, like we got with the phosphoric acid you will not have a lot uh, of the micro and the macro retention that we can achieve with a separate um, etch, uh, phosphoric acid uh, etching or conditioner um, by using these uh, self-etching systems. So therefore, um, uh, what was recommended with the self-etch system is to do a selective etch of the enamel because manufacturers and researchers realize that, you know, you cannot achieve proper etching. Um, the one-step self-etch was introduced with a lower pH and combining that with the primer and the adhesive and all the one, uh, bottle systems, but that kind of increased the etching ability of, of, of the self-etching primers for the enamel, but it harmed the dentin. And you see, when you're trying to um, um, bond to dentin, you have to realize that after cutting the tooth structure, you have a smear layer. And so with total um, etch techniques, um, that, is, uh, that accompanies the removal of the smear layer. The, you know, when the smear layer is removed, you have exposure, exposure of the dental tubules, and you have activation of these um, enzymes called MMPs that really... Um, degrade the hybrid layer that we're trying to desperately form. So the collagen fibrils, uh, fibrils will collapse after the total edge technique. And what you want to do is replenish the collagen fibrils so that um, you can enhance the bonding to the dentin. And that's uh, been achieved through using desensitizing agents because the smear layer is also um, has also been removed because of the total etching of, of the tooth structure. And so using desensitizing agents like the G5 or Gloom has been very um, helpful in terms of replenishing the collagen fibrils and also helping in desensitization. And also it helps to deactivate these MMPs that we do not want and that will degrade the hybrid layer. And so 
you, what I'm trying to reach to is that, you know, acidity or increased acidity, whether it's phosphoric acid or increasing the self primers on dentin is really not that good. You always want a mild self etching primers um, and you don't want your phosphoric acid to hit the dentin for a long period of time. Usually it's recommended to, if you're doing etching of the dentin, no more than five seconds, okay? And then you can, uh, um, that, that really helps um, avoid the things that I just, um, uh, that I just mentioned. So therefore, it's the, the most challenging part that we have right now is bonding to dentin. Again, with the advancement in research and technology, I think the adhesive systems have advanced as well. Um, but it's, it's um, uh, again, you, what you really want to do is um, make sure that when you're bonding to dentin is that you don't over dry the dentin. And, you know, if you're using a separate system that has a primer, a separate priming step, what you want to do is you want to apply that primer with vigorous agitation and, and, and for the minimum of 20 seconds because what you want to do is you want that primer to penetrate as deep as possible within the collagen fibrils and, and um, it will enhance the development of your hybrid layer. Uh, my next question actually you kind of covered. You talked about the best way to bond to enamel versus dentin and yes. what we need to understand about it. But um, so let's try to get to the bottom line. This is fantastic information and there's so much science behind it. You can go on forever on this, Taysir. Um, when it comes, yes. So when it comes to bonding with adhesive systems, we've got the corner dentist out there. What What is the bottom line for for that dentist um, so that yes. they can optimize their, their adhesive results? So, um, you know, I... I, I've tried to simplify this as much as as I can um, with 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 my with my knowledge on this uh, topic. What 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 I have realized, and and through reading through the literature, and through clinical based evidence that we have right now, is whenever you have an adhesive system that has a separate adhesive step, it is always shown that it has higher success rates. So here's what I mean. If you look at the two generations, the fourth and the sixth generation, you have the three-step etch and rinse, and then you have the two-step self-etch. They have separate adhesive steps. When you're using that separate adhesive step, remember that that adhesive is a hydrophobic layer that you are adding on top of the hybrid layer. What has been proven through research of, 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 of folks like Dave Pashley and Franklin Tay, who actually put this on the map, is that water and a vital tooth, um, there's pressure of water coming out from the dental tubules. And that water will eventually degrade the hybrid layer. And you have something called these water trees that start to develop within the hybrid layer. And that's what really leads to the debonding of a ceramic restoration or a composite restoration is when that hybrid layer fails. So when you're adding that separate hydrophobic layer on top of that, you are preventing the water trees from degrading the entire hybrid layer and, and because it can't penetrate through that separate hydrophobic layer on top. So therefore that adhesive is really a protective layer that you are adding on top of the hybrid layer. And clinical based evidence has shown that these two generations or these two uh, systems have the highest success rate among all the uh, other clinical trials exceeding 86 um, uh, uh, or 90% over 13-year follow-ups. 
So that, I think that's phenomenal. And, you know, of course, you have the brands like you know, um, OptiBond FL for the three-step etch and rinse, and you, you have the SE Bond 2 by Karari, who initially introduced the MDP monomers. So that's what we actually teach, and that's what we use in our, in our, in our practice and teaching the students is the SE Bond 2 by Karari, and what we do always is selective etching of the enamel. On the other hand, if you're using a, a system like the two-step etch and rinse or the one-step self-etch system where the adhesive is combined with the primer or combined with the primer and the etchant, you are not getting that separate hydrophobic layer on top. Therefore, you, are have, you have a semi-permeable uh, coat on top where the water trees can, can um, disintegrate through the whole or degrade through the whole hybrid layer because there is no separate hydrophobic layer on top. Right now, when you merge the primer with the adhesive, you have hydro, uh, a hydrophilic uh, component with a hydrophobic, so it is um, um, uh, merged together into one, so you will not have that separate hydrophobic on top. And if you look at the literature, clinical-based evidence will show you. I have research done from our group here at UNC, eight-year follow-ups. You can see that the success rates of, of the, of the, um, the two-step etch and rinse and the, um, and the one-step self-etch can be as low as 58 to 60 percent. So I think that has to do uh, with it. If you really understand adhesive dentistry from that perspective and you link it to the clinical base evidence, I think you should, um, I would encourage clinicians to always use a, 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 an adhesive system that has a separate hydrophobic um, adhesive layer on top. So now, is, just is this, to, to uh, the, before, yes. Yeah, is this the fourth? So we're talking about fourth generation and sixth generation. Is that, am I correct on that? Yes. Okay, yes. so I, some clinicians understand that based off of generations. Yes. So yeah. the, the fourth, fourth and, and sixth, sixth generation have a separate, yes. <clears throat> so the newer, so if someone's purchasing a seventh generation adhesive system, they, they have the risk of, there is a risk based on your research and your opinion. Yes of debonding due to the water trees developing in the hybrid layer. Yes, yes. And so, you know, what, what has been recommended is that, you know, you add two or three layers of that so that you can increase the thickness of the hybrid layer and the efficiency of the hybrid layer. And so, therefore, when you're doing that, you know, between layers, you're air drying, you're air thinning a little bit, and then you're adding another layer. And then I go back to think, I thought, well, this was introduced to um, facilitate time, yeah. right, and save <laughs> steps and save time. So if you look at all the generations, you cannot do adhesive dentistry properly without three steps minimal. And so, you know, you've always, like, for example, the two-step self-etch, which was, you know, they combined the primer and the etchant in, into one, uh, one bottle. Well, that didn't work out well for etching enamel, so they recommended to do uh, selective etching. That's an additional step. And, you know, with the one-step self-etch, you know, you, 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 they want you to do selective etching, and they want you to do two or three layers of it. And so, you know, uh, the bottom line is that adhesive dentistry cannot be done quicker. It cannot be done fast. It has to be given time so, uh, uh, to, to maximize the potential of the adhesive system. You just have to do it right. Yeah. And right now we're being introduced with these mild one-step self-etching system like these, you know, Scotch Bond, Universal, All in Bond One. And, you know, they have been um, promising. There's very limited clinical trials on them. 
the initial results coming out of three or five studies um, um, are, 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 have shown to be very promising with the selective etching process. So, you know, we just have to encourage clinicians to just take a step back. You know, the older generations or the, the, the initial the, you know, the three-step etch and rinse, they work phenomenally well. And don't try to do things fast when it comes to adhesive dentistry. That's kind of the bottom line, really. Yeah, great information. We've learned a lot here again. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Taysir, and uh, we expect to see you on a, another podcast episode shortly. Thanks again. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you.